Confession, I've always struggled with the act of completion. I get brilliant ideas day after day that I never act upon or I start and then stop months, weeks, or days later in the process. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that inconsistency may be one of my more defining traits, but I've grown and I've grown tired of it. I used to look around my room or rummage through different journals and scrapbooks and find a quiet sense of satisfaction with the sight of all my unfinished or never started projects. Now this was mostly because I could always look at them and fondly remember how it felt when the idea came to me or how it felt when I was just starting because I really enjoy the process of starting something. But nowadays, I look at all those unfinished things and I just see wasted potential. Those are seeds that could have blossomed into something beautiful and fruitful had I simply taken the time to sow them. And I know, I know, I could be a little less harsh on myself, but I'm mostly just being real. Because when I look around at my friends and you know people in my age group, I take note of their successes and how none of it was overnight. I notice how the joy they get from their work and the things that they now find lucrative came with continued effort and resilience. I notice how the joy they get from their work and the things that they now find lucrative came with continued effort and resilience. And then I think about how many of my own ideas, had I stuck with them, would have blossomed and grown into something else that I'll never know about because I didn't finish. Now watching ideas go from my own mind into the minds of others has always been magical to me. And maybe if you stop to think about it, you recognize it too. The art of communication on a whole is just like that. It's taking something as personal and as intangible as a thought and putting it in the mind, body and spirit of someone else so they too can experience it. And if that's not magic or magical, then I don't know what is. And that's what the act of creation is. It's really just movement from mind to mind or from mind to matter. And I'm sure you can imagine birthing your own ideas into life because it's something you've done before. You probably, as I said, just didn't think of it like that, but maybe you did. Moving it from the space of your head into the head of someone else. That's, yeah, that's dope. And I want to bring home the point that I'm not saying we should just finish things because, oh, it's great to see the end product and, you know, other people will see it too. That's not the point I'm making here. It's not the glory or praise that you lose out on if you don't do what you know you're meant to do. But it's about the minds and hearts of people you don't get to reach when you decide to stop. Because you never know what something you can contribute can really do for somebody else. 
When we decide to hold back and nip ourselves in the bud before we bloom, we not only cut our own shining short, we cut someone else's. Imagine if flowers decided not to fully bloom or if farmers decided to plant crops halfway, if there's even such a thing. Well, there'd be no use for a garden then, eh? But the halfway thing benefits no one. But in all things, we must be balanced. And we must remember that burnout and overwhelm can also be reasons why we fail to complete things. For now, it really is about re-educating the self regarding discipline. And in my journey thus far, whether it be from books or YouTube videos or just observation, here are a few things I've picked up on that have really helped. Break it up into actionable steps. A little at a time, over time, goes a long way. Each step can be a small goal that leads to the bigger and final goal. Two, give yourself a reasonable timeline or deadline. A lot of the times we may set up ourselves for failure when we set a deadline that is just unreasonable and we can't handle that because there's too much work to get done. But if we follow step one, which is to break it up a bit at a time and set smaller goals, we get a more accurate scope of what the project actually is and the work it entails. And that will help us to create a reasonable and sensible deadline to work with. Three, take a huge leap whenever the energy arises. Don't sit on it. If you can do it, do it now. Four, and this is really big for me, assign value to your word. Let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Simply put, if you said you're going to do something, don't just break your own promise because it's just you. No, no, think of it as you're a person too and you deserve to have promises and commitments honored. Practice that with yourself. Just as how you wouldn't let someone else down, try not to let yourself down when you make these promises. Four, find a good accountability partner. Different strokes for different folks. Some of us need a drill sergeant and some of us just need a gentle reminder from time to time from a friend who knows that we're up to something or that we have plans to do something. Whichever one works for you, find the right friend to chip in as your accountability partner. The person who keeps you on track and reminds you that you said you were going to do something. Six, consider it an investment. All the returns for the effort and hard work may not feel like much or result in much right now. But in the long term, you will reap what you sow. Next, focusing on your work or project and how it can impact someone else is a great way to finish, especially when it comes to overcoming that need for perfection. What do I mean? Well, I'm sort of obsessed with things being perfect. And if I should go by that, I'll never release anything that I do because it's never up to my very unrealistic standard. 
that's what I found. So nowadays I'm just practicing the thought process of, hey, this thing that I'm doing, even though it's not perfect to me, may still be of value to somebody else. It may really help them if they see it or hear it or at least witness it some way, somehow. So I should finish. Simply put, reminding yourself that the work that you're doing is not only done to serve you, can really help you to complete the thing that you're doing. And finally, this ties in beautifully with what I just said. Done is better than perfect. Waiting on the perfect tools, circumstances, or moments to get something done can often be the spoke in our wheels to our progress. But we don't want to get caught up waiting for the perfect timing, the perfect lighting, the perfect, you name it. It probably won't ever come, and when it comes, who knows if you'll be ready. Just get it done. Just do it. This has been another episode of Soft Spot Podcast. I'm so grateful that you made it to the very end and I thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with me. Now, if this is not your first time listening, because it's really only two times you would have been able to listen, I guess. Huh. Hmm. This is just the second episode. But if it's not your first time listening, you'll realize that I did things a little differently this time. So go ahead and give me some feedback. Let me know what you think about the change and if I should continue. I'm really just, you know, trying to figure this thing out as I go along, but I'm having fun while I'm doing it. And honestly, I hope that you're enjoying it and having as much fun as I am too. So again, thanks so much. And please continue to show your support by listening, sharing, liking, and also giving a rating on whatever platform you are listening on. Once again, I'm Ornella Reilly, and this has been the Soft Spot Podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.